Hi guys, welcome. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I am a, very excited for this conversation. I am too. And we, I, I actually, I brought up Kristen before it was time instead of myself. <laughs> so you guys got a quick little view of Kristen. So um, welcome to this podcast. Today we have Kristen Woodford. She is the routine queen. Um, and Jen, do you want to tell us a, a little bit about her? Yeah. So on top of being known as the routine queen, she has also just recently launched a podcast. So I'll drop the link in there in a second. She is a keynote speaker and motivator extraordinaire who leads women to up-level their lives one healthy habit at a time. I am definitely a firm believer of morning routines, especially, and especially with um, my littles for sure. As she neared the end of her maternity leave, Kristen felt like she had everything she had wanted. She should have been ecstatic. Nothing was wrong, but something wasn't right. And she just felt like she was missing her spark. By creating her own morning ritual and committing to help healthy habits, Kristen has gone from feeling exhausted and depleted to living alive and energized throughout the day. She is passionate about helping other women do the same so that they feel in control of their day rather than feeling controlled by chaos. I can't even relate to that anymore. <laughs> I love it. Let's bring up Kristen Woodford, the routine queen. Hi. Welcome. We're so happy Good you're morning. here. So happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So yes. Yeah. So Kristen is you have I just found I did not realize that you just started your podcast at the same time we did. So Jen will drop the link um, and we'll also put it in the show notes. Definitely check out Kristen. Um and and her podcast and everything. So tell us about yourself. Jen did a great little introduction, but tell us about the routine queen and um, all the things about you. Yeah. So I think how it all started is I just got to a point in my life where I was tired of living on autopilot. And for me, that really came to the forefront when I was nearing the end of my mat leave. And I just felt like everything was really good, but I was just on autopilot and every day was like the same thing. Right. And you get through the end of the day and I found myself getting to the end of the day, feeling tired and, um, for no specific reason. And I was like, something's gotta give. And I, I just, I felt heavy in all sense of the word and, and nothing was wrong. So I felt like something was wrong with me. And so I started by just working out in the mornings because I was like, not that I particularly liked it, but that was something easy that I could, it was an easy place to start. And then as I got into that, I started getting up earlier and um, that was that was the time when I wasn't interfering with my family. It was time that I could take for me without being in any role. And what I found over time was that the earlier I got up, the, the better I felt and the more that I wanted to do. So then I started um, meditating. And one day I was standing in the shower after a meditation and working out. And I was like, well, I'm just really excited for the day. And it wasn't an exciting day. It was just a regular day. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of like, I don't know what's going on here, but I like it. Right. And so, and then I started reading personal development books. And then I started um, doing a few other things. And then after like months of figuring this out what worked for me and feeling really good it was at that point that I discovered successful people did this on a regular basis and there was books about morning routines and rituals and there was like 
it was a thing, right? I'm like, well, it would have been nice to know this beforehand. (laughs) (laughs) But what I found was simplicity, right? So taking it back to like basics and, and breaking things down to simplicity was where the biggest magic and transformation within came from. Whereas you know, before I would look externally, like maybe I have to take a course to feel better or like do something else. And all those things are great. But the biggest change for me came from just creating some stillness and intentional time um, each day to do the things that holistically made me healthier um, and just like blew up my life in the best way. And from the outward looking in, nothing has changed, but inward, everything has changed feel so much more alive. That's amazing. It's so amazing how just work, doing the work on yourself and just doing the stuff for you can completely change the trajectory of your outlook, of your life, of how you feel, of how you show up in the world. It's a massive, massive change. It's a shift. It sounds like. Yeah, it is. And I think for me, the biggest thing was, and I know for a lot of people, it's the same. We live in I call it the the 10% versus the 90%. So often we live for the 10% of the big moments of life, the vacations once or twice a year, or, you know, the few hours that we have with our family in the evening or the, the new house or the new relationship or whatever the big moments are. We put so much pressure on those to be really good because that's where we feel alive and get the biggest joy that we're missing the 90% of our everyday lives, like the small, the mundane moments where we could be finding magic in those moments, but we're exhausted or, or on autopilot and just missing those moments. And so by, by doing things throughout the day, and it starts with morning rituals, um, I, I feel you're finding beauty and magic in those everyday moments so that there's less stress and less pressure for the big moments because you're finding ways to feel alive every day. I love that. Yeah. I definitely remember a time uh, before kids, but Seth and I, it would always be like working towards the next vacation, right? And then it's like, okay, that's three months away. And then you get to that vacation and you're like, okay, well, what just happened in those three months? Like that you just wasted or just lived mindlessly, right? So yeah, definitely for me working out in the morning and just like setting that tone for the day to be the best mom, the best wife, just like a nice person to be around. Um, I always notice a huge difference. And when I'm, you know, irritated by my kids and stuff like that, it's usually because I haven't done my morning routine for sure. And how often do you wake up? Like not you, but just generally speaking, if, if we don't set that time for ourselves every day or in the morning, I mean, how often do you find yourself being woken up by screaming kids or by the dog that needs to go out or by the alarm or by the emails that are dinging because your phone is like, I used to sleep with my phone under my pillow. Like what? Oh my gosh. Oh wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I would wake up in the middle of the night and wouldn't be able to go back to sleep. So I'd like scroll. Right. And first thing I would do in the morning would be like, pick up the phone and like check Facebook and stuff. That's instantly like having hundreds of people in your bed before you're even awake. And like, what are we doing to ourselves? And life isn't going to stop if we, if we start 
getting into those things half an hour later than we would have. Right. And if, and by waking up earlier, it's so important if we can to do it at the beginning of the day before anyone else is up or before we start interacting with anyone, because then you do have the patience for your kids. Like once it's time for your kids to wake up, you're like, I'm ready to visit with you. Yes. Let's play before you go to school because we have time. I feel, and I'm, I, I mean, collectively, like, we feel like, you know, we filled our cup first. So then you're ready to serve because you're not yeah. feeling like you're trying to play catch up before you even get out of bed. Yes. I feel that so, so deeply. Like I can tell a difference of how I show up in the world and how I show up for myself and the kind of person I am. If I just like, oh my God, I've the alarm didn't go off, run, we're late for school throwing a lunch in a backpack. Like, you know, it's just, it's a lot. So how, what are the, cause it seems very easy to do it, but like, what are the steps to get? It is, it's tough. It's tough to get started. Yeah. How did you get started? And how, like just little steps, like how did it, how do you, how do we get started? Yeah. There's a few things. Um, the first is understanding that simple doesn't always mean easy. And so um, it's, it's, I often talk about doing stuff that's easy to do and easy to sustain, but it takes a while for it to become easy. And I think it's always a journey. So um, yeah, simple is not the same as easy. And the, and the next thing is realizing that it doesn't have to be this grandiose, huge life changing thing that you do and that you do instantly you don't have to completely revamp your life today you start small and so i'll drop like some book recommendations throughout as we're talking but um the slight edge by jeff olson is one that i read at the beginning of my journey and it talks about doing small seemingly insignificant things every day consistently so consistency is a superpower Mm -hmm. so maybe this week you focus on getting up 15 minutes early and sitting in silence or maybe it's doing 15 minutes of light stretches whatever it is something that you know you can do and you know you can sustain and then once you get a week in or two weeks in once you feel comfortable then wake up 10 minutes earlier and do something else don't like make it easy on yourself as much as you can, right? So step by step and do the small things, but consistently and know and understand that when you're doing the things today, you may not see instant results today or this week, but if you do them consistently, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, I think, talks about this where it's like being 1% better every day isn't a huge deal, but at the end of the year, that's a lot better that you're doing right and Mm -hmm. so even though you may not see the things today you have to keep doing them because sometimes we're so caught up in instant gratification that we need to take a step back and say like figure out my why why am i doing this how do i want to feel and how does what i'm doing like contribute to that and then i'm gonna stick it out now if you get to a point where you're like okay i've been going for a run and that doesn't serve me anymore. Okay. Then stop. Just because you choose it today doesn't mean you have to keep it in six months. You can change and alter and keep aligning what works for you. Um, but you'll get to know yourself like over the course of this process really well. And you'll, you'll learn when to push yourself and when to give yourself grace and rest Mm -hmm. and, 
and when it's time to change things up. So that's the other thing. And then something else that's really important is accountability. And so at the beginning, when you are starting, it, it may likely suck and it may be hard. <laughs> it will be probably. <laughs> Right. It depends what you're doing. And sometimes that's just you're changing something about you. You're changing your lifestyle. Right. And even though it's in like small increments, you're still changing. And that's where accountability comes in. So whether you're working with a coach or maybe your spouse is doing some changes with you or you have an accountability group outside of like friends and family, Whatever it is, having someone hold you accountable, whether it's a daily check-in to be like, yes, I did my things today at the end of every night, or whether it's a weekly check-in, or whether it's a coach checking up on you, the accountability piece is huge. And also what I've noticed is that it takes a lot more, you need to be more rigid at the beginning. And so to develop that habit, those habits, and then you can build in flexibility afterwards. So I talk a lot about it being similar to sleep training a baby. If you've ever like tried to get your kid into a routine. Such a good analogy. That's yes. Right. Those first like days and weeks, you're like, "Mm -mm." like, this is the way it's going to be according to this time and this schedule, because we have to build this foundation. And then once you have that and once everyone's on board and everyone's like, okay, now I get it then you can build in flexibility. Then you want to like stay out till nine because whenever you're at your friend's having dinner, your kids are like, no problem. We'll catch up tomorrow. Same with, you know, you go on vacation and maybe you do your thing on vacation, but maybe you're like this week, I just need to chill and to visit. No big deal. When you get back, it doesn't feel like you're starting all over again and having to build up that motivation because you've built in that flexibility because it's already part of who you are. I love that. And Andrea McDonald says the real issue is falling asleep when I want to. And I feel like if you, if when she makes a good point, the routine part of this has to start the night before. Like you were saying, like if you're out with friends, like, of course, there's going to be like those times that you just let yourself live, you know, and just like do the thing. But like, it really starts the night before when you're like, I need to go to bed at a decent time so I can get up and actually be able to get up. Yeah. And I think it comes down to you have to get real with yourself and you have to have honest conversations with yourself. And the very first thing is figure out why. Why do you want to make a change and why are you doing this and get really deep on it? Because if you don't have that solidified, you're not going to keep doing it. Exactly. And like you said, consistency is your superpower, which I love that you said that. Yeah. And motivation at some point inevitably is going to waver. And that's when discipline has to kick in. So that's where that accountability comes in at the beginning, but then self-discipline, right? And so on those mornings when the alarm goes off and you're like, oh, I really just want to roll back over (laughs) and pull the covers up, your why kicks in. It's like, this is why you're doing it. Do you remember? It's like that little voice sitting right here. Like you said you wanted this and this is why you do. So let's get to it. Um, and, and the, and the getting up early, one caveat that I want to say is you have to honor what season of life you're in. So if someone's listening and they have a newborn baby or a newborn puppy, cause they're just the same or going through some sort of life change where like, it's just not sustainable and not, and not real for them to get up at like earlier in the morning. Okay. 
any time in the day is better than no time in the day. But if you're at a point in your life where like things are fairly consistent, then make it the first thing in the morning because it's so much more impactful. Mm-hmm. And I've heard people say, so I feel like I'm just like talking a lot. No, I love this. <laughs> you're on a roll. Keep going. Yeah, I love it. I've heard people say, I, I, I'm a night owl because that, because my kids are older, they go to bed late, whatever it is. Um, that hour at night, that's the only time I have in the day for me to like sit down and watch a show or, you know, have some quiet time for me. I get that. It's so important to have that time. I invite people to think about, okay, what if we shift it? So maybe it means going to bed at the same time as the kids, which is like kind of crazy, but Maybe you do that and you get up earlier and you have that time to yourself in the morning at the beginning of the day where you're doing like other things instead of watching a show. And perhaps that provides fuel for you for the rest of the day. So yes, it does take some shifts in thinking and mindset and also um, some like uh, revision in like planning and scheduling of your day. But what do you have to lose? And so you're completely right when you say it starts the night before. So you can't just decide, oh, I'm going to wake up earlier. I'm going to start waking up earlier. And that's it. Because when you get up in the morning, you're going to be like, okay, I'm up. Because I said I was going to be up. But now what do I do? Like, I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I have nothing prepared. So I'm just going to go back to sleep. So like failing, what, is, what does it say? Failing to plan is planning to fail. And so the decision has to be made the day before and say like, this is what I'm going to get when I'm going to get up. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I need to do tonight to prepare. So set out your workout clothes, set out your journal, your water, your pen, your earbuds, any possible thing that you could need, clear your space for the morning. Right. And then go to bed earlier and have that downtime before you go to bed so that you are ready for sleep. And then you're like, yeah, I'm doing this and, and like really commit to it. I, love I even find um, like in kids, so the nights, you know, during the week, we're definitely very scheduled, like, okay, it's dinner time, then it's bath, like they know all the cues and then like bedtime's a breeze. And then, you know, sometimes, well, a lot of the time on the weekend, we do other things, right? So like, they don't have a bath that night or something like that. And it, it's different, like the, their nighttime routine is disturbed and then they don't sleep as well. So it's so interesting how much it affects little people as well as adults. Absolutely. When I was pregnant, a friend recommended um, the book, Bringing Up Baby. I am not sure who it's from, by, but it's about, it talks about the difference between American and French parenting. And have you read it? I've no, but I, so many people have told me to read that and I hear it's a phenomenal book. It, it is. I highly recommend it. And in there, there was one line that has stuck with me over all these years and it's boundaries create freedom. And so in kids specifically, it gives the example of if there's kids out in the schoolyard and they don't know where the schoolyard boundary is, they're probably going to like stay huddled together at, you know, by the school because well, maybe not, but like, they're not sure where that boundary is. But if they know, okay, this is the fence, this is, then they can run free within that because they know where they're free to like let loose. And I, and maybe not everyone is passionate about that as I am, but I see that in my own life too, right? Where it's like, I don't live every day scheduled to the T and yes, I'm a routine queen, but I always, like, I haven't always been and not 
not every second of my day is like scheduled by routine, but by having that set of amount of intentional time, I know that that is time for me um, to move my body so that I feel energetic and healthy and strong and lean. Um, it's time to still my mind so that I do have that time to reflect and to think about intentions for the day and for my life and to, and to daydream, right? And then the rest of the day is like, okay, let's, let's do it because I've had that. Does that make sense? Yeah. They say that this, there's, there's actual science behind that where you're, you're 90% of your brain is on autopilot in your subconscious and you need to tell that subconscious what you want and, and how and prepare it and set those boundaries. So it, it's the foundation of your, your entire day for sure. And, and if we don't do that, if we don't take time to just like chill and think about what we're doing and what we want to do, what is the point? Because every day just becomes survival at that point. Right. And shuffling like between school and work and home and cleaning the house. And then every day it's just like, Oh, survived that one. Got to set the alarm for tomorrow. Like, <laughs> to the next day. What are you getting out of life? And so, yeah. I yeah. feel like that's uh, my husband's attitude towards it. So I've just recently started. Like, he is not an early riser by any means. I love it. But uh, just like the practice of gratitude, like trying to add something into his routine that, you know, is just easy, right? I'm like, what are three things you're grateful for? And we had done it a couple days in the row. And then the other day he messaged me without even being prompted. And he's like, these are three things I'm grateful for. I'm like, Oh, it's happening. <laughs> I love that. I saw that on your stories the other day and I, yeah, it because it just, it makes such a profound impact that, that we may not even realize. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you just, you shift, right? Like instead of him waking up and it's like, oh man, it's going to be another busy day. It's like, okay, but aren't you glad it's busy? Aren't you glad that you can hear the kids yelling? Aren't you glad that they're, you know, like just, just reframing it. Right. And I think definitely like when I started doing it, he was like, oh, so we just want to think positive thoughts. Like that's what's mm -hmm. happening here. I was like, no, I was like, you need to try it. I was like, it will change your mood. So yeah, it's, it's nice to see him coming along slowly <laughs> at his own speed. Yeah. I so love it. Oh sorry. oh, sorry. Go ahead. I nope. was going to say gratitude is a huge thing. So you were saying like you get up, like what are things that you like someone can do? I know I cannot open my computer or look at my phone else I'll start working or I'll like get on Instagram. So obviously it's not that, but what are other things people can do to ground themselves um, in their morning routine besides working out? Yeah. So the first, and also I'm going to say this tidbit, it's mostly as a reminder because to, to come back to it, but, um, positivity doesn't always mean positive. Just remind me of that later. Ooh. Um, so to get started, I love the five minute journal, Jen, I think that's what you're using yeah. right now. Yeah. And, um, and I, and I love it. I love it for a few reasons. I used it when I started getting going with my morning practice, it was outlined very clearly and it was like point form. So I didn't need to spend a lot of time doing it because at that point, when I heard someone say journaling, I'm like, oh, okay, like, you know, I'm going to sit down with my journal and I don't know what to write. So yeah. 
just not going to do it. Whereas, yeah, it was very clear. So you can wake up in the morning and whether you have the five minute journal or a regular piece of paper, it doesn't matter. Uh, write out three things that you're grateful for and you're an, an intention for the day. So it's an, it could be an affirmation like I feel strong today or I feel clear and focused today, whatever it is. Um, Hugh Jackman actually writes out every morning how his day is going to go and how he's going to feel. And he's like, I'm amazed that at the end of the day, how like more often than not, it actually went like I said it was going to go. So wow, it doesn't mean that things aren't going to pop up and happen in the, in like in the meantime, cause it's life. Right. <laughs> but by setting that intention, you may not always be able to control what happens, but you can always control how you react to what happens. So you can wake up, write three things that you're grateful for, your intention for the day. And then at the end of the day, I think it's super important um, in there. It's like write three amazing things that happened to today. Um, and so it could be something huge. It could be something small. We're not looking for like groundbreaking things every time, but the more you can train yourself to look for things to be grateful for, whether it's like a kick-ass parking spot or, you know, the green light on a light that usually you have to wait at forever or, um, you know, just like five minutes of intentional time with your kid where you were just like in the zone and it was cool. Mm -hmm. The more we can look for that, the more seemingly pops up and then the higher we raise our vibration and, um, and the, and the more we live in that, that like the more we up level our base of feeling good. And so that's a big one. And then I like to sit in stillness. So you can call it meditation. You can sit and watch a candle. You can sit and watch the birds on your back deck, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be meditation in the traditional sense of like, you know, whatever you have in mind, but some sort of stillness. And this makes some people really like widgety to just like think about just sitting there and not doing anything they're like I can't do it I'm like okay but it's a it's it's like a hundred percent <laughs> and they start getting itchy right they're like mm. uh so so <laughs> start small maybe start with a couple of minutes just sitting there because it's so important and once we are okay with sitting in stillness that's when magic comes up so that's when like your body all of a sudden you might feel a sensation Someone in your body and you're like, oh, that's kind of, that's kind of bugging me. Maybe I should stretch that out. Or, oh, like maybe, maybe I need to be drinking more water today. Cause that's like a little nudge that comes up in silence. And it sounds so silly, but like, it's those little things, right? Or maybe you're sitting in stillness and like a business idea pops up. You're like, oh, I had never thought of that. Or I've been driving in the car in silence where it's like, I was thinking about, you know, a situation and I was like, Oh, I, I have a pattern here of how I react to certain conversations and all of a sudden it became clear to me. And so mm -hmm. finding some way to, to still yourself and whatever it is, there's, there's different areas that you can look at. So can you choose something from a physical um, perspective? So like moving your body somehow, can you choose something from uh, nutritionally? So can you start your day with some lemon water or um, prepare, you know, like how can you focus nutritionally in the morning a little bit and then mentally and or spiritually can you choose something that that does that and doesn't mean you have to do all of those things but it gives you a starting point for things to think about so good 
It is. Yeah. So um, that's where that's where I struggle with the most is I have two little kids. And then if I'm up, they want to be up. And I'm just like, the other morning I put on my stories, I'm like, I got up at three o'clock and I'm like, I am not going to be needed. I am not going to be having to do anything. I'm going to sit in silence. And it, it lasted for 28 minutes until the kids came up, which is fine. And I'm grateful for the little kids and everything, but I'm grateful for those 28 minutes of just sitting in silence because we don't these days. We have our phones, we have our computers, there's a notification coming from everywhere. I don't think- Kids, husband, work, yeah. so many things. And, it, and at some point, if you're not able to like have that golden space to yourself in the morning, at some point, at some point you have to set some boundaries and say like, yeah. the phone is going away, that can wait. Um, partner, I need you to look after the kids or kids. Um, I have a friend who used to meditate in her closet because the kids wouldn't find her there. Right. So she knew she would have like, at, you know, at least 10 minutes before. Um, and so sometimes it's getting scrappy and finding innovative ways where you can, where you can take what you can get, but then also it's teaching everyone around you that like, this is my time. And for kids, it also depends what age they are, but it's setting a, it's a setting a wonderful and necessary example to them that taking time for yourself is healthy and it's necessary. And it's something that everyone should do this. I'll go on like a mini tangent because I'm so (laughs) passionate about it is like we, every parent has the best intention for their kids. Right. And we want our kids to grow up like, happy and healthy and all of that. And we try to teach them by things that we say, but they are picking up on things that we do rather than say. So true. And so if we, if we are always running ragged, being everything to everyone and everywhere and pulled in a million different directions and we're like, I can't talk right now because I'm trying to do this thing. How are they supposed to turn out any different than us. So when they get older, they're like, well, I can't take time for me because, because mom and dad didn't like, you know, so if, if they grow up seeing you, Hey, I need half an hour and this is what I'm going to do. And this is why I'm going to do it. Then, um, they're like, okay. And it may be hard for them to adjust at the beginning, but they'll get it. They'll understand. And then perhaps they'll start doing it for themselves and then that will become natural and you are providing them tools for their toolkit for the rest of their life. That's huge. And we don't think about that. I it's it's so easy to be wrapped up in your BS uh, in the moment. I mean like, "Oh my god, blah 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 blah. I got to go do this." And so I can't agree more. And it's such a good reminder because we know this, but we always have to remind ourselves the kids are sponges and they they learn from us how to treat themselves. And yeah. that is huge. I mean, huge for to have that foundation as a, as a little one. And like, just imagine if all of our kids grew up knowing that it was okay to take time for yourself and it was okay to like slow down and think, you know, and that was just part of their regular daily practice. Like, it would be... Oh my Very God. peaceful. I feel yeah. like you're talking to me. I am the person that is like 
running around like a crazy person, doing everything for everyone. And I have that huge mom guilt right now. And I'm like, I am really trying to take, take my mornings, be present and be who I need to meet for my, need to be for my kids and show them how they can, it's okay to be there. It's that's such a good reminder. And it's a non-negotiable. So I know, especially as moms, like we often put ourselves to the bottom of the list, right? Cause we mm -hmm. want to take care of our families. We want to be there for our job, for our friends and all that stuff. But we, there's going to get to a point where you burn out and you're going to be forced to take that break. And so you take that break and then you start all over again. So if we can find ways to consistently nourish ourselves on a daily basis, even if it means setting some like polite and loving boundaries in the moment, that's a sustainable, healthy change, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of like this. Yeah, it is. And we, and I think it's a good reminder too. I feel like we have to remind ourselves too, that you have to take time for you and even if you don't have kids, like if if you have, um, Nicole was Crone from our last podcast guest was just talking on a story about how she had twelve jobs and she was running around being everything to everyone, and it just drains you. It just the old saying: you got to fill your cup first before you can start pouring from it. It's huge. Yeah, and knowing that it's okay, like it's okay to slow down sometimes, but that means making some choices. Yeah. Okay. I will say to you that, um, life sometimes life, life is life. And sometimes life is crazy. So I don't mean to sit here and be like, all you have to do is just choose. And it will be like, you know, <laughs> sometimes that's not the case. And I fully understand that. And there is chaos and you can embrace chaos too. Um, but I, what I mean to say is there's ways, there's ways to find those nuggets, um, every day and to be intentional so that you're not living in that chaos all of the time. You're not drowning in it. Absolutely. I, I think the morning routine is even more important with the chaos, right? Like I look at where, you know, I am right now, you know, my kids will be five and two in August. We have 13 builds under construction, like so much going on that I just can't even imagine what our life or just, you know, what our family's like energy would be if I wasn't doing that in the morning and trying to, you know, politely and very gently convince Seth of other things to get into alignment with that as well. Right. Like our, I'm sure our kids would just be a mess, right? Like their levels would just be crazy. Mm -hmm. For sure. And I know that, you know, and sometimes when work has been its craziest and I have felt like I am actually losing my mind, you know, whatever's going on in life, that, th there were days when that was, that was what was keeping me going was I knew that I had that, whatever it was, 45 minutes in the yeah. morning where it was me and it was this and the rest would be there, but I didn't have to let it consume me from the moment that I woke up. Yeah, for sure. Andrea says, I wish we had these conversations in the 90s. And, you know, I think that's important to say, like, I feel like just having these conversations and talking, I don't know, I wasn't a mom in the 90s, but I was a child, you know, like, I don't feel like this was talked about as much and, and self care yeah. and taking care of yourselves and having the village. We were all latchkey kids in the 90s. Our moms worked, our dads worked, you know, so um, 
She makes a very good point. The fact that we're just aware of this and talking about this mm-hmm. and reminding each other to be to build that foundation for yourself so you're such a better person is so huge. And I love what you said about constant reminders. And so, you know, I find for myself even, so side note, but I I was doing 75 hard and I finished last week, a week and a half ago. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks. And for a week after, we're back on track now, but for a week after, I sort of fell apart. There was some, there was some stuff going on in life where I just was like, oh, it's just hard. And I fell out of that routine and I felt it. And so it doesn't have to be perfect every day. You don't like, you can take some days off and stuff, but I noticed a difference right away in me. And sometimes you know, I'll, I'll notice like, Hey, I'm pretty agitated or, uh, just not feeling as good as I could be. And then I'll think about it. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm not doing the things. So it's a reminder. Like it's, so it's, it's never perfect. And you always have to constantly like realign. It's like, right. Okay. That's so, I was just telling Jen the other day in text. I'm like, I have stopped working out. I'm all over the place. You know, I'm not getting up early in the morning. I'm sick. It's just like my whole vibe and just like my whole world is out of kilter not working out eating right getting up early doing me it's it's amazing okay so i have a question for you so when you feel off kilter how do you find works best for you to get back into it i just have to just get back into it i've been in a funk lately and so i've been reading books and i've been like getting my mindset in i have for me i have to get my mindset in the right place. Of course I'll get up. So I'll get up and I'll journal and I'll read and I'll meditate. That's what I have to do. I just have to do the damn thing. Like I, I don't want to, cause it's hard and I want to sleep in, but I just got to do it. So I, um, I have this thing called, I need a new name for it, but I call it a trigger habit, but I mean a good trigger, not a bad trigger. Um, maybe it's like a cascading habit or something, but so I know when I'm feeling off kilter, there's one thing that I can do that will ripple all of the other good things. And for me, it's putting my phone in the cupboard at 8 PM. And so if I don't have my phone from 8 PM to 8 AM, I know that as soon as it goes away, the rest of the things will follow. I know that without that, um, I'm going to go to bed earlier. I'm going to be in the, in a better mental place. I'm going to get a better rest. I'm going to wake up feeling energized. I'm going to do the things. And so for me, if I'm like, Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> it's my, it's like my reset. Button. That's so, that's so good because I go to bed. You said go to bed when your kids do. I do, but then I have zero time for myself all day and I've had no time. So I doom scroll and I go scroll for the foot TikTok and Instagram. And it's just like, <laughs> by the, I'm like, oh God, it's been four hours and it's just, it's late. And it was a waste of time and a waste of energy. And it's going to affect me tomorrow. So that's huge. I'm gonna yeah. And how do you, and, and how do you feel afterwards? Cause 
I like a Netflix show with just as much as anyone else does sometimes and scrolling for sure. But it's like, but how does it make you feel? So if you are tired and if you are feeling drained and want and are doing it because you want to recharge yourself, mm -hmm. do you feel recharged after doing it? And if not, maybe you still do it, but maybe you set a timer for like 15 minutes and then you go do mm -hmm. some yoga or an evening walk or you know, read some of your book that will do something that will leave you feeling recharged and, and looking at it, like, what are you getting out of it? For sure. I love that. I'm going to start putting, I'm going to put it away. I'm going back to yoga and putting my phone away. I think that's a thing for me too, that those damn phones. Yeah. They're, they're big. They're, that's a big thing for sure. So. Can I jump back to the, yes, the positivity thing? Yes. Okay. So for someone listening, maybe like this all sounds so fine and daddy. And we talked about positivity, right? Um, and I and I wanna say it's important to talk about the fact that a positive person may not be positive all of the time. Or if you are someone who like, you know, um lives your best life, not every day of every moment, not every moment of every day is going to be your best life. And so just because you do this and just because you're positive doesn't mean that crappy things don't happen or it doesn't mean that you don't get frustrated or mad, but have, but building a practice where that serves you best and that allows you to get to know you and what works for you and what your personal values are and, and things like that, what makes you feel your healthiest, those, those, those other moments will happen, but you'll be able to move out of them more efficiently, maybe not faster. Cause you don't ever want to like snap out of something. You actually want to like, get what you need to get out of it, but you'll be able to be like, okay, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling like that? And then what does it look like moving forward? And you can truly move forward instead of just like zoning out and ignoring it. Cause it will keep popping back up. But I love that you said efficiently. Mm. Yeah. That is, that is the key word. Like we all want to get in life. We want things fast, but fast isn't always efficient. And so efficiency, I love that you said that efficiency will be there for the long term, mm -hmm. along with that consistency and really push the needle. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think a lot of us, everyone's like, you're so positive all the time. And I'm like, I'm not, I mean, we all have our, <laughs> we all have our shit, right? We all have our days. And, um, yeah, I like that you, that you brought that that back. So, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I feel like that's always an important one because sometimes I think, you know, people are like, oh, easy for you to say, like, just be happy. And sometimes it's, that is the case, but not all the time. It's doing the work. It's tough. It's tough to do the work, but like you said, and I, I love that phrase that you said, consistency is a superpower because if you want to lose a hundred pounds, if you want to do you want to get to the top of your career path. You want to be the best of the best. You want to be a marathon runner. You have to consistently show up and do the work and do it when it's hard and do it when it's not fun Yeah, and do it. So absolutely. Mm -hmm. 
And it gets easier. It, it you become more self-disciplined. You, yeah, you'd start enjoying the ride instead of just focusing on the destination, right? I've, I have, when I get in a good groove, I look forward to it. Not only mm. the, do I enjoy it, but I'm like, I can't wait to go for a run. I can't yeah. wait to get up and meditate and feel like a million dollars. So I think, I think it's just getting into that, that place. Takes practice. It is practice yeah. for sure. Yeah. So I know we have to cut it short a little bit soon. Jen has to go. But um, where can everybody follow you, get in touch with you? Everybody go connect with Kristen. I have been following her. I thought I was following you. It was a, our Instagram account that was following you, and I just followed you last night. But she has some good stuff, you guys. She gets on there. And um, I wanted to share one of your stories yesterday. What was it? It was that book, that book that mm. you were – what was it? Um, now I can't remember. I wanted to bring it up. You said – Becoming Supernatural, I have here yes. me by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Yes. yes. Do you want me to, I have it right here. You want me yes. to read it? Yes. I'm trying to remember what your point was on that. And I was like, that is so good. Oh, we lost her. Where'd you go? <laughs> this is what my phone, there she's back. Hi. Sorry. Hi. It's good. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Let's face it. If you keep the same routine as yesterday, it makes sense that your tomorrow is going to be a lot like your yesterday. Your future is just a rerun of your past. That's because your yesterday is creating your tomorrow. So if we just keep doing the same thing but expecting something different, it's never going to happen because we're always living in the past. And so the more we can intentionally think about what it is like who we are and, and where we want to go. Um, we can continue to explore that on a daily basis. It's a recommitment to ourselves every day to grow and to evolve. For sure. That's such a good, and that goes exactly into what we were talking about. It starts the night before and it's, you got to get your today in order. So tomorrow it's your yesterday and you are moving the needle and going in the right direction. That's mm -hmm. such a, so good. Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza, right? Yes. A huge fan. And I love it. Yeah. I've heard um, that to my list. Yeah. And then another one of his too, the first one of his that I read was Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which talks about how to reprogram yourself. So, And he adds a lot of science into it as well. So for those people who um, are maybe less into the, it has woo and science. So I love that. Yeah. We were just talking about that on the last one. Like there is a little bit of woo, but there's science behind it. There is Huge. proven science that it's not just all like floaty, fluffy, hugging trees and each other type I stuff. Need it's scientific woo. Yeah. I and I actually, I got the recommendations from Nicole. And so, yeah, just, yeah, love it. Um, but to answer your question before, so anyone who wants to follow along, um, Instagram is the best place on social to reach me. It's just at Kristen Woodford. And, um, there's always some like daily realness, um, and inspiration in there. And then you can find me at kristenwoodford.com where there will be updates on, you can sign up for the, the newsletter, which will ensure that you're always up to date on uh, events coming up this summer. The details aren't released yet, but we have a silent hike series that you can nice. come on. Um, and then there's always like 
a couple of like workshops here and there about creating your own morning ritual and such. You can find me. Yeah. Um, on YouTube at Kristen Whitford underscore routine cream. And then, um, the podcast, of course, which is just the routine queen. So uh, new episodes drop every Wednesday. Nice. We are going to put this all in the show notes. So you guys go check out Kristen. She is phenomenal. And thank you so much for coming and taking the time to be here with us. Um, I feel like you really spoke to conversation. (laughs) It was great. (laughs) I love today. And thank you. And thank you for creating a space and opening a space to talk about the stuff that I think often gets overlooked because it's too basic. I agree. I mean, that's what Jen and I, that's how we bonded was like, we were in the same place in life and we were like driven and we had little kids, but there's so many basic things that we just, you just need to, to address and talk about and the stuff that nobody talks about, but it's like, oh yeah, of course you need to get up early and take care of yourself. Like we all know it. It's implementing it. It's how to do it. It's talking about it. Like Andrea said, just having the conversations yeah, and letting people know you're not alone. It's mm-hmm. tough. Yeah. Ever there's here, to, there's here for everyone's here to support. So yeah, totally. So thank you. I love today. Thank you. I, oh, I love both of you. I love <laughs> you too. And we hope you come back. So Anytime. Um, you have a lot of great gifts and information, um, to share too. Thank you so much. Far away. So I'm sure we'll see you again. Yes. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thank Thank you so much. You You have a good day, Kristen. You too. Bye. Bye guys.